Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Welcome, everybody. I've been gone for a minute. Um, I hear the echo in the back, so you might want to mute your phone or mute your, your, your screens or whatever the case may be. So I can get over to my listening audience. So, oh, hey, I'm, I'm back in the saddle. I'm, I'm glad to see everyone's here. Um, so much has been going on in this world. I mean, um, well, let's talk about, you know, it's been rainy here in California. We even had snow in Pasadena. But, you know, still all good. It's all good. Um, so, listen, here at T25CL, join us. Go to our website, www.t25cl.com. Listen to all the great music we have on there. And, of course, hey, uh, United We Stand. We're still up there, ready for all of you to view, okay? Um, but tonight, we're going to have a, a pretty good time. We had a um, few things that we wanted to cover. But uh, I have a, a sister on the line today that she has something on her heart. That she really wanted to share. And you know what? <clears throat> it's, uh, excuse me, everybody. I'm fighting a little cold, but that's all right. Um, but she wanted to share about the music industry and how it's making an impact on society. And not only the, in the political world, in, in, in the social world, and you know, every area all around, how artists are not only being involved in their music, in the music industry, in the recording, but also in the political realm. So without further ado, and we're going to cover a lot of things, but I'm going to uh, introduce Ms. Alex Singh. Alex, welcome to the show tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, you know, and I think this is just the right venue um, to talk about this topic. Awesome. Well, I apologize. Hold on, everybody. But uh, okay, go ahead. Um, so what I wanted to do, and you know, we've, we've always talked about this before, you know, um, the music industry and the right. impact it has on, you know, not only on, you know, the world of music, but society as a whole, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give the floor over to you and, and, and go ahead because I got to take this, this right quick. I'm going to give it over to you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, just thinking about music and how music affects people's lives, you know, I just think that a lot of us, if not mostly all of us, you know, have a song or songs that we hear that put us back at a certain place and time in our lives. And, you know, uh, some of the music uh, artists that come to my mind, you know, that impact how, how our world has changed are people like Nina Simone. You know, she um, she was a very deep singer. You know, she sang about, she started out as an opera singer, and uh, that was what she was trained in. And then she ended up, you know, being connected to the Black Panther Party and different movements, and she started to really sing about social justice and how, 
you know, and I watched a documentary recently with her, and, you know, she just, in, the doc, in her documentary, she talked about how, you know, she was singing opera, but she wasn't expressing her soul. And that mm-hmm. just really, like, touched me when I heard that because, you know, when I think about musicians and artists and, you know, back then and then today's artists, some of them, you know, a lot of them, you know, back then they sang songs that had meaning and, you know, impacted people for a lifetime. And, you know, these artists today, it's, you know, if we know that a music artist can impact the person and change them for a lifetime, you think about some of these songs that you hear today, you know, it's like, what what's this generation going to be impact? How are they going to be impacted by this music that they're hearing? Exactly, exactly. And so, and and you think about the music that that uh, is being portrayed today. When you think about the the lyrics and um, the message that's being um, uh, portrayed over the world, it, it impacts. Um, Chief, do we have your line? Yep, I'm right here. Is that you echo? I hear an echo. You're an echo? Yes, sir. What about now? Let me put on my headset. Hold on a second. Put on your Johnny Carson headset. Okay, sorry. Hold on. Let me put on my headset. All right, how about that? Better. Better. Much better. Greetings, Sister Alex. How are you this evening? I'm good, Chief. I'm good. Hanging in there. Just um, excited to talk about this topic with uh, two people who have a lot of expert insight on this industry. All right. Now, are you talking about it from the, you know, because you're a doctor, so are you talking about it from a psychological standpoint? Are you talking about it from a business standpoint? Or are you talking about well, it from I'm- a race standpoint? From a social standpoint, how music impacts people's lives and how, you know, like if you think about, you know, people like Bob Marley, Nina Simone, um, the Gap Band, the message that they had and how that impacted people for a lifetime. And then you think about the new generation of music artists and the lyrics Mm -hmm. and songs they're putting out and how that's Mm going to impact the next generation. Well, I I think that if you really look at the history of music and I, I think we ought to kind of start with the history in in my opinion as somebody in checks and and we want to look at it from our perspective and uh, with us coming from the west coast of Africa and you know with that beat of the African drum which was a, a rhythmic sort of thing and that's what we did with our celebrations that's what we did with our worship and that's what really moved us and then when we came here from africa you know that was still in our deep dna and then it was augmented somewhat because you know that african drum the europeans and the the slave masters didn't they, they it, it, it they were afraid of that drum they were afraid of that beat they were afraid of that rhythm uh, we saw that at the debbie allen studio back in uh 2013 when we were doing a, a rehearsal there one day and 
those drums just scared Bert Dennett's wife to death, I think, just the African drum. Everybody, all of us jumping all around. Mm-hmm. And so then you can look at it through how we use the drum through our spiritual ceremonies. And then later on, when you, at the turn of the century, the 1900s, and then when you had, uh, uh, what was that, uh, when you, in New York, we had the zoot suits and you know, dancing all around. Uh, right, so Billy Holiday. Yeah, Billy Holiday, Louis Armstrong, and in that transition, and then uh, when you moved into the 30s, 40s, 50s, the jazz era, and and um, even um, so with the. Uh, in the 70s, in the 60s, when I really started listening to jazz with Freddie Herbie, Freddie Hubbard, Herbie Hancock, Grover, Grover Washington, and, and uh, Stanley Turnstein. And when jazz was big in New York, in Paris, and when I was in my younger days, uh, me and my boys used to go to the Greek theater in Berkeley, on the UC Berkeley campus, and, and to see the annual uh, jazz festival. And we were damn near up on the stage with Freddie Hubbard. He had to run us, Bill Withers ran us off the stage one night. We were jumping up on the stage. And then came along um, who Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, and James Brown, and, and that area with, with the R&B and the rock. And, and not not hard rock, but uh, what do you call it? The uh, kind of music, the soul music. And then also, you know, we had the gospel music. The gospel music was an extension of slavery. And during slavery, we used the gospel music as a form of communication with one another. You know, we it, you know with that beat and then the words you know, cross across that river at midnight. That means our behinds was running, and so we used the gospel as a form of communication. And then uh, later on came the, uh, the hip hop in the uh, what the '90s and maybe in the '80s, and here we are now. And the one thing that I've always said. And one of my criticisms of the business, and you know, when when I was coming up in the sixties and seventies and eighties, uh, you know, these cats were playing real music, and Ohio players, Diamond, uh, the drummer, Ohio players, he always gets up and says, "We play real music. We don't need computers and, and all of that stuff. We play the real stuff." And the same thing with Earth, Wind, and, and Fire. Cool in the game, real music. These cats, they learned how to play music. And and a lot of these musicians came up uh, by way of the church. Uh, Aretha Franklin and, and all of them came out of the church. And so they learned how to not sing, but they learned how to sing. And so right. that was our tradition. And my main criticism that I have right now in the year 2019 with these young artists coming up now and the few that are making hundreds of millions of dollars and the one or two that are billionaires off of this industry, they can't play no damn music. They can't sing. 
They don't know what they're doing. They just get propped up there by, uh, uh, what's his name, Clive Davis, and juice them up, send them to the surgeon, and, and have a doctor fix them all up so they, they're sticking out in the front and the back and faces then got turned all around and bleached up. <clears throat> and now they're amplifying things up and, and making them pretend that these people are are performing. But they couldn't hang with with our people from from the 70s and the 80s and and the and the 60s. And so, but there's other things associated with today's music too, but I don't know if you want to get into that with this subject matter. But uh, but that's sort of like our history over the past 400 years. And so from- Yeah, a, a that was it in a snippet. Point, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, sorry to take up so much time. That, uh, no, no. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're an encyclopedia chief, you know, you, you know all the, the ins and outs of the music industry because you've been in it for uh, a minute, you know. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, but even as uh, even with myself as musicians, you know, we musicians carry a lot of influence, whether we're aware of it or not, you know. Um, and we think about, you know, um, what is our intentions when we even are creating our music, when we're creating our lyrics, how the uh, how society is impacting our thought processes when we are creating this music and what we want to portray, what we want to convey, what we want to uh, say to our listening audience. And even with society, when you talk about the political realm, you know, when you talk about the sound and the messages that we release through all kinds of form, you know, it impacts our listeners in powerful ways. And this is essential true, uh, you know, even with uh, the young kids today, like you say, I don't know what good true music is, because right now, the, a lot of music that they, that they are doing now are being sampled from music from yesterday. You know, even with their creativity, you think about a lot of the sounds that they're doing now is being created or sampled from music from yesteryear. Um, but I think that when we think about those who are packed, like you're talking about Nina Simone, um, oh my God, his, uh, oh my God, his, his, his name just went out my, went out my brain. Um, the political uh, um, artist, you know, uh, we think about. Um, Bill Scott Hero. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Powerful, powerful man. Um, but we think about the impact that he had uh, on, you know, a society with his lyrics. You know, powerful. Uh, shoot from the hip, no holding back, uh, expression of how he thought of how society was and still is. Um, and now we were talking about earlier, Alex, you're talking about um, the, the, the Tupacs and, you know, the, the, the individuals who, whose lyrics, you know, have impacted, uh, you know, today's society. Why don't you share a little bit about that, what you were, what you were sharing with me earlier? Well, I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, people like Tupac, you know, he came from a line of, you know, revolutionaries, and it was shown in his music, and his music really impacted, especially like my generation, um, his music impacted it because he was talking about things when he was talking in his conscious lyrics, he was talking about things that were actually happening that day and time, you know, dealing with a crack mother, you know, having to be out there 
and having to defend himself and then how the system really didn't embrace him and just really sending that message out, you know, they didn't embrace children like him. And then there was Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson towards the end of his career, you know, he made that song, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. And then um, Mm -hmm. what's the other one? Uh, He was, he did one from a jail cell. They don't really care about us, you know? So I think musicians have the ability to impact such a large audience. I mean, Bob Marley is one big example. You know, that's my, uh, one of my favorite artists. And no matter where you go in the world, no matter what color you are, people hear Bob Marley's music. But for black folks, that thing resonates with us because when you really listen to his lyrics, that lyric is like something that is part of a page out of our lives. And, you know, so I say that all to say that Musicians have a lot of influence in people's lives as a backdrop to a lot of experiences that we've gone through from, as Chief said, from slavery on through now, you know, and no matter what generation you come from, this music influences people's lives. So I give that backdrop to say, what is the musician slash entertainment industry's responsibility going forward and how should they use their platform in your opinion as an expert in the industry and who are you addressing that to chief or myself uh both of you both of you okay chief i'll let you take that one and i'll not follow chief where do you go Uh uh-oh Steve, are you there? He had to think on. He, yeah. he had to think yeah. on that one. Yeah, I was, I was, I was on mute. Oh, I, okay. I can, I can mute myself, but I can't unmute myself. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, so, did you hear the yeah. question? Sister Alex, you were saying that how do we use our platform to? Yes, as mm-hmm. as as artists to influence. So you know, you guys have done something, and I want to mm-hmm. highlight it before you. Um, say, you know, give me your feedback, Chief, is United We We Stand, right? Uh, Yeah. That was a a musical production that used music to relay a message, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And And, so I'll leave it there. You're you're absolutely right. And it's a perfect example. And, And let me kind of lead into that because when you said using this platform, this platform has really gotten us into uh, other areas. And now we get invited to other people's uh, events. And just like uh, during Black History Month, um, Sister Patience, you know, got. Uh, an opportunity to get the fifth floor to Martin Luther King Library on the campus of uh, San Jose State University. And so who's the first person she called? Me. And so this was at the end of January. They gave her the keys to the library. And she says, oh, we got to do something. What do you want to do? I don't know. We just got to do something. We got the whole library for a whole month, an entire fifth floor. And so the sister just got together with some people from the diaspora, some people from Africa, 
uh, one sister flew in from Nigeria that was a uh, fashion designer. <clears throat> and next thing you know, we're, we got our cameras there, we're doing some videos, we're doing some interviewing and, and, and stuff and meeting new people and introducing people to the T25CL platform. And so uh, last Saturday night, I spoke in San Jose at another event that she was, was giving. And, and, I, and I just told them basically the stories that I've said over uh, Galaxy Talk Radio, United We Stand on my show. And I told them the spiritual aspects of this thing and, and going back to uh, boxing. And it's just amazing how one thing leads into another. If I hadn't done uh, that world championship fight in Lagos, Nigeria back in 2000, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now. And, and, and then the, the spiritual aspects of that, and you guys have heard me say that when uh, Sister Maggie came and picked me up from my hotel room, she was a, another fashion designer there in Lagos. She said, yeah, I got to take you somewhere. I got to show you what, what, what? And she says, never mind, just come see. I left all my security and everything and went to Badagri, which was a slave trading village. Went there to the museum, the uh, Moby, Chief Moby, who is the cat down there who ran the village and how he stole his own people and sold them off to the Europeans to bring them over here into slavery. And then I went through that door of return, no return, Went out there in that flat rock. I looked out over the lagoon and I got hit with a real spiritual awakening. And I could actually feel the spirits of my fathers and, and my mothers from the homeland. And I just looked out over the lagoon. I could see the shallow waters and then I saw the deeper waters. In my mind, I could see the ships that took us from our homeland. And then when I stood out there on that rock, I said, something is happening. And this, I'm not here for boxing. It's a bigger mission. And so when I got back here and started meeting entertainers, and uh, that's when I started meeting these people face-to-face. -face. We're friends then. We're friends now. And then next thing you know, it came the, the, the film project since 72. And then, which led into uh, United We Stand in 2013. And then, <clears throat> even with, with that, in meeting the various United Nations ambassadors, um, the ones that Sister Rosalind and I both have, have been introduced to. And then, when we were requested to make a statement about uh, getting a billion people off the poverty rolls. That's when we did the concert and we convert the concert to a film. And it just so happened we met another filmmaker, Tony Pauly, and he had another piece of this that uh, we didn't have. And so we combined that in with the music and we told the story. And guess what? That story folds in forward to right now with the T25CL Global Agenda and with certain things that are that are happening 
that I'm not at liberty to discuss right now and, and until it happens, but it's it's all tying together. And 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 then I'm on uh, other people's uh, radio shows, and I sent a, a video out of United We Stand to a group of people, and they sent it out to a, a couple of thousand other people. United We Stand video, <clears throat> and next thing you know, they did a, a write-up on me in in, a, in an article, and United We Stand. And, and uh, there's people that are getting prepared now to do humanitarian projects to eradicate one billion people off the poverty roll, as we discussed <clears throat> back in 2013, and how we mentioned in the film "United We Stand." So there is a real spiritual guidance <clears throat> that is happening here. And me personally, I'm just guided by it. I've made tremendous uh, financial sacrifices to um, for us to get this far. And and Sister Alex, and, and and I'm telling you all of this. It may seem a long way around your question, but the key word that you said was platform. Yes, people all over the world recognize. Uh, this this platform, and when you go to our platform, you'll see uh, Nigerian artists. You will see the artists from the uh, diaspora. We we mix the music up on this platform, where you're going to hear gospel, you're going to hear R and B, you're going to hear some hip hop, jazz. You, you're going to hear some of all of it that that our people relate to. So yes, not only do we use this platform for our expression with music, but we're also using this platform to, uh, to eradicate poverty and hunger and, and sickness um, throughout the world. So we are more than just a music company and more than a film company. Our global objective here is for global peace, peace, prosperity, in racism, fascism, hatred, and we want a redistribution of wealth throughout the planet. So I hope I answered your question appropriately. And once again, I apologize for taking up time, but this 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 is really something that I'm very compassionate about in 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 our plight here at T25 Cell Entertainment. And and my one of my goals is for people all over the world to watch what we do, listen to what we say, listen to our music, view our music, uh, download our music, support us. We got another film, Kev Choice, the Kev Choice concert. And, and check out Brother Kev Choice, another artist from here in, in Oakland. I'm looking forward to the day that we can bring Kev Choice, Ronnie Hudson, to to the big stage again you know and and once you hit that 80 foot stage like we did uh five years ago it's you know we want to get back there and and do it again so yeah that's the elongated version of this platform yeah. so I'll, I'll shut up you know, unless you guys go ahead on it, take it. Let's take a station. Okay.
everybody, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rosalind's Corner. Of course, we always invite you all to go to our website at www.tp5cl.com and listen to all the great music, our artists and new artists up and coming and the great things that we're doing. I want to post some more videos because, of course, I've been performing with Melodic uh, with the Five Tempting Men. We've been having a ball and we got some videos that we're going to post up there as well. But like uh, Chief was saying, you know, with the music that uh, uh, that we've created and the show, uh, it was not it was more than just a show. It was a statement that T25CL was making with United We Stand. And when we think about, you know, music overall, um, music is found in every culture, past, present, you know, whatever you might want to say. And, and it's so widely between times and space. We think about the 1920s and the roaring, you know, the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. But there was one key thing that Chief had said about music and its invention and how it scares a lot of people that the first music, and people need to really understand this, that the first music was invented in Africa. And we need to let that sit for a minute because that's where, when you think about the drumming, the drumming was a form of communication that turned into music. And then you think about how the music was brought over here to this country, and then how you know it it, it took a turn for all the different your R and B, your jazz, your your um, rock and roll, your acid rock, your hard rock, you know, uh, all that music. You know, it stems from the African rhythm, the African drum. So uh, you think about a cultures of music; it's influenced for all aspects, all. Mm -hmm. But we want to think about how it's impacting um, society and how it's changing society. How is it changing society? Or is it even changing society? When we think about the artists that are out there today, and, and this word, we can stay here on this topic forever and think about um, you know, the music that is out there on the platform today. You got your Kanye West going to the White House. You got, um, you know, I just saw a documentary and um, um, Alex and Lisa was telling me about the documentary on Sam Cooke, the two deaths of Sam Cooke. My God, it blew my mind. You need to watch that. It really blew my mind. That was a good one. It was excellent. It was phenomenal. Yes, it was. When you think about um, um, the, the, the history of Sam Cooke and how um, you know he inspired many, many people, black and white, even with Dick Clark, when he had to go on Dick Clark, people was threatening Dick Clark, threatening his life and everything because they didn't want this black man to be on his show. But he did have him on there anyway. So he was making a political statement. <clears throat> and so you think about the, the, uh, the theories about his death and um, everything that took place. So much. But um, before I do go further, I did have another call on the line. I wanted her to come through because I, I I know she's been on hold for a minute. Nine one seven. Who's on nine one seven? And what's your name? Oh hi, it's Lisa. Hey, sorry for keeping you on hold for so long. <laughs> no, no problem. It's been some good conversation I've been listening to. Um, you guys have been hitting all the good points. Um, 
things that I think about, you know, as far as how, well, pretty much when, you know, Alex mentioned that United We Stand and, and Chief summed up the purpose and the goal of it, that was a, a good example of how, you know, musicians in the music industry can help sway politics and politicians and actually policy in, in society. So I think the 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 youth, or should I say the utilitarian nature of music doesn't change. It's always the same throughout the ages. You know, it's always used to convey messages or to cope with times or to even celebrate good times. So, um, you know, I just think that what you guys have been saying is I agree with 100%. Hitting on point, hitting on point. Exactly. Because you, you think about music. What is music? You ever thought about what is music? It's awe-inspiring. It's a message being told. It's a thought being conveyed. It's a feeling being expressed. Um, and it's a message. You know, it just would you talk about a message in a bottle? It's a message that's being sent over the airwaves, on the stage, um, um, on the TVs. You know, you think about all the, the performances that's being, you know, portrayed. But what is actually being portrayed, you know? Um, Alex, he was talking about um, even with Michael Jackson, he, you know, he had a political statement. Tupac, he definitely had a political statement. Um, but you can't think of, I, I really, I, I can't really think of too many other artists that are even out there today that are making that political statement um, or addressing what's going on today. Um, you have your rappers who, you know, who are out there and, you know, make their, their statements, but um, the individuals that you think about who are um, uh, mentors, um, those who are in the music industry, and what impact are they having on the music industry to make the music be, um, I don't know what you might want to call it, on the humane, uh, human side of uh, making a change within this world. Um, right now, it's just uh, things that's going on within this world that just really has this country topsy-turvy, uh, starting with the head. And I've never, ever seen so much stuff going on today as it is going on with society today. And of course, you hear some of this music that's out there that, you know, they they're got some lyrics in there regarding, you know, what's going on. But when you think about it, what's actually being done, you know? And so what do you think, Alex, what in your mind and your thoughts can be done with the music industry? Because myself as an artist, as a writer, as a composer, I think about the lyrics that I, I um, present um, on the gospel industry and now um, working with other individuals who, are, who want to um, use me to sing. But in using me to sing, I think about what I'm singing and the message that I'm singing and the message that I'm portraying across the stage. Because what you're portraying across that stage is a reflection on you. And what are you doing to make a difference? So what, what do you think? What is your concept? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, the musician <clears throat> has a responsibility um, to the people who are consuming their music to be able to give them lyrics that are, you know, reflective of 
not negative stuff, you know, because, like, when I think about, I think about some of these rappers, some of these pop singers or what have you, and they they don't have a message. You know, they're talking about, you know, how they're going to treat a girl, what kind of clothes they're wearing, how much money they have in the bank and stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff is a fantasy, right? So you're making, you know, they're out there giving this music to kids and they're making kids think that, oh, that's the way they need to live to be able to, you know, be something in society. They need to have a lot of girls. They need to have, you know, a lot of money and a lot of jewelry and, you know, all of this materialistic stuff. There's no substance. So I think the message, as you said, is important to have the right message to give to the audience. And even if you're talking about your everyday life, you have to have something, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That's the responsibility of the artist. And then, you know, uh, choose your venues wisely. You know, it's like, are you, you know, when I think about people like Beyonce, who went and had, um, you know, uh, performed in front of uh, someone who had human rights issues, right? I think it was one of the princes in Saudi Arabia or something like this. And he paid her millions of dollars. If you're an artist, is that is it just about the money or do you have any morality with what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it, you know. And then, you know, just a little touch on entertainers in general, you know, when you think about, um, that whole interaction that recently happened with Monique and Steve Harvey, you know, he said, you know, how what he going to be able to do for the poor if he ain't got no money? But, you know, it's like, you know, Monique is making an example, even though she did it in an uncandid way, the way she did it. Yes. But she's yes. making a, she's set, she's making an example and setting a, setting a standard for a young woman that will follow her, you know, that you shouldn't just accept whatever, you know, just because you want to get ahead, you know, you have to have morals and standards and be, give, be given equal treatment by this industry. So it's not, you know, so that's my thought on it. Yeah, because you think about the the, the music that's being uh, sang today, you know, these young kids, you know, they, they can sing a lot of these songs word for word, you know, it's verbatim. They could just sing every lyric in a song because they listen to this music every day. And, you know, sometimes it really shocks us how acutely some of these youth are being so being impacted by the music that they listen to, even when we were in school. And, and you think about how much they pay attention to the music that's being played all around them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, one individual says, I believe that those who really love and care about music are the ones who grew up listening to songs that touched them and spoke to them in a profound way, like the Nina Simone's, you know? And and they said, I, I remember being in middle school when I, when I listened to music that defined so much of my identity uh, as professional music, as professional musicians, is no doubt that so many of us can identify with music being a keen agent into shaping a person we have become over the years. But then you think about the music that shaped us, there, there's, there was that, that gap. I, I, I know there's a gap, I'm, I'm not sure if it was in, you know, from between the 70s, late 60s and 70s and, and the 80s, where there was this gap, you know, where music which is, which went everywhere. Um, so in return, it's almost you know our unspoken job to create a sound that will amplify to the next generation, impacting them and impacting our society in return. We got to think about impacting society. 
I know that the music that we listen to, I, I love my oldies. I love my old, uh, you know, Motown sound. Motown sound will never die, okay? It will never die. It's been impactful on society, on our life today. But you think about the Gil Scott Harris, the Nina Simone, you know, and their music today. And sometimes a lot of people are a little scared to listen to that music because they don't want to hear the truth. And they don't want to portray the truth. They don't want to rock the boat, you might want to say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we need to rock the boat, okay? We, we, really, we really need to rock the boat. So listen, everybody, we're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. And before I sign off, I want to see, give everybody a last minute to say something about tonight's topic. Um, Lisa, did you have anything else that you want to share <clears throat> or want to, you know, express what you want well, to see in the music industry? Well, it was just great listening to everyone. Um, you guys, I share the same sentiment pretty much. And I appreciate the, the history lesson on, in the music industry um, that Andre gave. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, let's see. Is, is uh, Chief? He can't unmute himself, so we're gonna unmute him now. Chief, do you have any last uh, comments on this thing tonight? Well, thank you, Sister Alex, for for your kind words and your thoughts and your sentiments. And uh, you know, it's it's just that since getting into this business, you know, this this music can really get into your bloodstream, your DNA. You ought to listen to Gerald McCauley's now music too. He kind of breaks it down a couple of his songs. I think it's one that's called Music. And um, listen to the words in in his in his music. And he's a he's a musical genius. And um, but it's it's just he kind of breaks it down to what this music is is all about. And 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 definitely uh, Gil Scott Heron, who's a poet, and also Marvin Gaye, when he made the song, What's Going On? Yes, and yes. you need to listen to that song. Very, 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 very powerful song. And, and so our artists from the 60s and the 70s, they were writing their music based upon the conditions and for um, for, for which we existed back then and there. And one of the big things in the late 60s and early 70s was the Vietnam War, which was, uh, which was a real, real social tragedy um, at the time. And then you had presidents like Nixon and, and Reagan and, and, and uh, Gil Scott Heron would yeah. write uh, poems about them. Uh, called uh, who was that oatmeal man Gerald Ford, and and so he he was on it. Gil Scott was really really on it, and the thing that we see in today's music, and let's just go to the hip hoppers because the hip hoppers are the one that's making the music. Jazz not making no music. R and B's not making no music. It's the hip hop game that's that's making the music so you would think that they would be socially conscious of of what's what's happened in this world hell no they they are doing totally the opposite 
<clears throat> they've made objects out of our women and bitches and whores and the, the fuck you bitches and the motherfuckers and all that kind of stuff. Anything that's self-destructive. And this is what your producers like uh, the Clive Davises of the world who don't give a damn about black folk. And, and he's just exploiting the artists and exploiting us and doing it on the, the low base level of, of our ignorance. And because we are spending the money in buying the crap as it talks about uh, women. We're not talking about in these, these rap songs about the enemies of our people. <laughs> you know, everything is, is is a low base life about our women and but they want that because what does that do it destroys us as a people this is what puts the ku klux klan and the nazis and the skinheads out of business there ain't nothing for the klan to do anymore because we do it to ourselves that's that's my thing. We can go on and on about this, the good and bad and, and the ugly about it. But uh, we're going to use our our platform, Sister Alex, use a couple of key words tonight. Our platform and the social aspects of music and the effects that it has on us, our community, and the world. And so this is a good subject matter. And we can also uh, pick it up again. I just love it when we have our older artists on to talk about their histories. When we had Calvin Keyes on, <clears throat> Calvin Keyes can really give you a great oratory of uh, this business. So can Charles Small as as well too. Cleveland knows a lot of stuff as well, but. And get Brenda Lee Ager as well. Oh, and, and Brenda as as well. And so we need to have a, another show of, of this magnitude um, with them on here and doing a recantation of their, their life experiences, just like the movie that won the Academy Award the other night, The Green Book. You know, and and that story in itself. I don't care if it was accurate or inaccurate, but the whole social aspect of it is one thousand percent accurate. They couldn't stay in in the hotels, and you couldn't go to the best of, of, of restaurants. Yeah, and a no lot of how much talent you had. Right, and I don't mean to cut you off, but a lot of people didn't even know what what's Green Book. What's Green Book? Mm -hmm. People don't know. Green Book was the Green yeah, Book was a circuit. You know exactly, exactly. Black <clears throat> folks could go or could not go. Yeah, I mean, Lisa and Alice, they might be a little young right now, but you and I know that when we travel with our families on low, long road trips, what do we have in that car? We had a bunch of fried chicken, loaves of bread, and and some water or some Kool Aid or something. Because uh, you know uh, you you can't sit up here and think about going and stopping at at no restaurant. You got we had fried chicken from Oakland to Greenville, Texas. Yeah, yeah. and that's the way you roll back in, in those days. You bring it 
with you because you can't stop eating everywhere on the road. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I remember when um, when um, my dad decided he wanted to take a road trip, and we was going from from New York to Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. we packed it, we packed our suitcase and everything. But trust me, we had a, a, a car full of food. Wow, we stopped at the gas station, but you know, with the gas station, that was it mm-hmm. on the road. You know, oh, just stop at Tommy's house. So yeah, you didn't stop at the hotel either. You drove oh, all no, night long. Oh, no, no, uh-uh, oh, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, we need to take this up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your hostess, Rosalind Jordan Mills, here at Rosalind's Corner. And go to our other uh, shows. We have other great shows with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with Compton Politics on Monday. Hope that Donato Kwaku is doing better so he can be on his show on Tuesday with uh, uh, Mothership. And then, of course, we got the Chief with United We Stand and King Coco with One on One. So, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Chief, for joining me tonight on my show. Yo, it's all right. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.